The following broadcast is released under a Creative Commons license. I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of God. I believe He lived and died, and that He rose again. I believe and trust in Him. Ascended into hell, Christ our living head will one day come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe and trust in Him. I will trust in my Redeemer, sing of His love. That lasts forever Though His hope and sure salvation I will trust in Him Though the world falls around me I rest and know that He has found me Christ the rock is my Welcome all to Pastor Yeshua. You've been listening to Creed by Richard Jensen from his album, Order of Service. By way of introduction, pastor is an acrostic which stands for preaching all salvation through one Redeemer. Our Redeemer, Yeshua, Jesus, is the Hebrew name for the Lord. It means Yahweh, the Lord, is salvation. Translated from Hebrew into the Greek language, the name Yeshua becomes Jesus. The English transliteration for Jesus is Jesus. This program deals with apologetics, questions on and about God, the Bible, and the Christian faith. I take questions and seek by Scripture to give answers and encouragement for everyone, including the tough-minded living in today's skeptical society. And now, let's join Pastor Yeshua. Welcome to Pastor Yeshua. In this episode series, we are asking and discussing questions regarding a media campaign called He Gets Us. As with all issues which present themselves as subjects which present Jesus, the Bible, God, or Christianity, we defer to examining such claims against the Bible using proper exegetical and hermeneutical principles as well as Berean discernment. That being said, let's jump right in and continue where we left off. The next video given is only 32 seconds long. Let's take a look at the video description first, which states, quote, During his lifetime, Jesus set a pretty good example of peace and love, unquote. Well, once again, Jesus was 100% God, along with being 100% man. But let's set the record straight with Jesus, who is God, is the only one who ever did, 
or ever will be 100% perfect. So Jesus wasn't quote-unquote pretty good. Jesus is absolutely and perfectly good, and we, mankind, have all sinned and fallen short of him. Secondly, and just as important, Jesus is not limited to the attributes of only peace and love. Jesus, who is God, is perfect love, perfect peace, mercy, justice, righteousness, holiness, and much more. There is not one or two attributes which are to be emphasized above the others. The video itself presents Jesus as a quote-unquote controversial figure who, everywhere he went, people, quote, challenged him, questioned his ideology, trolled him, and called him ugly names, unquote. According to the video, Jesus never, quote, took the bait, raised his voice, or retaliated, unquote. Further, we are told that the reason that Jesus did all this was, quote, because he believed he could change the world by turning the other cheek, unquote. The video then ends with a sentence written on center screen reading, quote, Jesus had to control his outrage too, unquote. Well, how about that? Jesus got, quote, trolled, unquote. Uh, imagine that. Who, who knew poor Jesus was sitting at the free Wi-Fi cafe in Jerusalem in the first century trying to constructively dialogue on the internet using his tablet when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you've got mail. And now the entire internet cafe space bubble with the positive thread vibes that he worked so hard to establish has been quote-unquote trolled. Oh, the humanity. I guess there's nothing he uh, can do but just hire a couple of the disciples to do part-time fact-checking and then cancel the trolls who refuse to agree with him. Alright, but I digress from this nonsense to the larger historical and theological error presented that the reason that Jesus did all this was, quote, because he believed he could change the world by turning the other cheek, unquote. The entire premise of this video is pulled from the poison well of secular postmillennial theology. Postmillennial theology holds that the church, in cooperation with Jesus and his teachings, will facilitate the millennium, i.e. a thousand years of peace and prosperity on earth, after which Jesus will return when we've done a good job. A secular postmillennial theology replaces, redefines, or eliminates Jesus and or God with humanistic efforts and philosophy in which Jesus is an idea, a philosopher, a role model to be aspired to. 
As such, it is the model which causes heaven on earth without any need for a God or a Jesus who should return. The current additive is woke theology wherein society and or the quote-unquote church embrace, adopt, or approve anything and everything that any individual or group deems as quote-unquote good in their own eyes under various banners of quote love, tolerance, acceptance, or inclusion as part of the supposed quote Jesus role model unquote. In order to recognize just how manifestly counterfeit this idea is, it is necessary to state just what exactly what Jesus' mission was and is regarding the world. Ultimately, it must be remembered that the quote-unquote world which Jesus is concerned with, the reason he was incarnated, the reason he was crucified, the reason he died, the reason he resurrected and ascended to God the Father, and the reason he is returning is to reconcile his elect children whom God has chosen according to his sovereign grace to himself. It is not for the entire world because Jesus himself says that there are the sheep and the goats. Some, by God's grace, mercy, and love, will receive salvation and eternal life. Others will receive their just judgment of God's wrath for eternity due to their own rebellion and sin because of God's justice, holiness, and righteousness. So, Jesus' love then or now, is for his own elect because of the relationship that God facilitates by his mercy and grace. Jesus and or God's wrath, quote-unquote his outrage, if you like, was delayed during his ministry, but his wrath abides it is stayed currently and eventually at his return. His wrath will be poured out upon the world of the wicked and rebellious who have not received Christ. The cheek turning which Jesus recommended is a horizontal attitude which Jesus' followers are to have with others, understanding that the quote-unquote outrages which the world commits against God's elect will be eventually punished or recompensed by God in his holy justice and righteousness. Those who do not have a relationship with Christ can turn their cheek like a revolving door 24-7 against every quote-unquote outrage imaginable. But if they do not know Christ and have not repented of their sin, then God's wrath will abide on them forever. So, Jesus was not trying to, quote, change the world, unquote. Jesus was redeeming his chosen elect out of the world who were in sin to himself via his propitiatory sacrifice on the cross. In this respect, and for this group, Jesus was and forever demonstrates his love, grace, and mercy. 
At the same time, Jesus properly and justifiably will and forevermore demonstrates his wrath, justice, righteousness, and holiness against those who have chosen rebellion and sin. In conclusion, this video simply ignores the attributes of God which they do not like or approve of, while redefining and elevating out of context those attributes of God which suit them. What we are left with, according to He Gets Us, is a self-serving, secular, humanistic, woke, social justice warrior Jesus who is no God at all. Next, we have the video entitled, Jesus Invited Everyone to Sit at His Table, or The Dinner Party. In this case, the video's description states, quote, That's really why we made this video in the first place. We see division and broken relationships everywhere. We see judgment and hypocrisy on the rise. We see people who claim to be followers of Jesus taking his open invite and turning it into an exclusive club. The name of Jesus has been used to harm and divide. But if you look at how he lived, you see how backward that really is. Jesus was not exclusive. He was radically inclusive. What would our world look like if that were the norm? If strangers became friends over the dinner table as they did around Jesus? Unquote. The video closes with a sentence posted mid-screen reading, quote, Jesus welcomed all to his table. Unquote. Wow. Sometimes, as in this case, you have to wonder where to even start. First of all, with regard to Jesus sitting down with sinners at a table and eating during his ministry, can I remind everyone that no matter what time in history we are talking about, the only class of people available for a holy God, i.e. Jesus, to visit and eat with are sinners. That's where we all start. Hello? Hello, anybody home? Huh? Think, McFly, think! Okay, let's talk about what the video refers to as Jesus' open invite versus, a, versus an, quote, exclusive club, unquote. I challenge anyone to find a Bible verse in context wherein Jesus invites anyone to a relationship with himself and to eternal life where Jesus says it's okay to continue rebelliously, willfully, and repeatedly sinning. There is never any excusing, redefining, or reinterpretation of any sin as justified. You will never find it. In every case, when Jesus calls, he calls those whom he calls to repentance, to a new nature, 
to put to death the works of the flesh and to a new nature. There is always, if sincere, transformation and sanctification. Well, what about an open invite? Does Jesus invite every single human being throughout history to the table of salvation? Or is the invite limited? Okay, well, here's a novel idea. Instead of just uh, sticking our finger in the wind and using our own opinions, let's, let's actually check God's Word, the Bible. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Quote, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And how many people? Few or many? Oh, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and inclusive is the way? No. Okay, wait a minute. And narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Hmm, wow. Few there be that find it. That sounds rather exclusive. Okay, moving on. How about, how about Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23? Is it exclusive or inclusive? Quote, not Every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name has, have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Unquote. Hmm, that's two for two. It sounds pretty exclusive. All right, let's try another one. Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 33, and also verse 46. Quote, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him. Hmm, that so far sounds pretty good. Continuing. And he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats? Hmm, okay. He will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. Then they, speaking of the goats, will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous, the sheep, to eternal life. I'm sure glad this is not baseball because that would be three strikes you're out for a inclusive club. Okay, well, just to be sure, let's look at John 3, 3. Quote, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unquote. So, the reality is that regardless of what title you wish to give it, whether it be a quote-unquote club 
or anything else, the fact is that God sovereignly chooses whom he wills, and by his grace, he elects that group, the sheep, to salvation. So, yes, the group selected is exclusive to those whom God chooses. You can claim that is unfair, but the truth be told that if we all received what we justly and fairly deserved, then there would be no sheep, only goats, and only God's wrath on man who chose rebellion and has fallen. The miracle is that though none deserve it, God sovereignly chooses some, according to his grace, for salvation. With regard to division and broken relationships, these are both a result of the fall. Both of these are best and solely repaired by a sincere relationship submitting to Christ and filled with the empowering gifts and new nature of his indwelling Holy Spirit. Division and broken relationships cannot be reconciled to God's satisfaction by mimicking superficial, secular ideas about who Jesus was or is. With regard to judgment and hypocrisy and every other sin which is apart from God's will is and will continue to be on the rise because that is what the nature of man and sin do apart from God. Like water, sin always seeks its lowest level where it stagnates and breeds disease. However, Scripture makes it clear that we can and should judge the fruits of people according to the counsel of God's word in context for the purpose of reconciling people to God, lovingly telling people when they are engaged in rebellion and or sin, and bringing condemnation to those who rebelliously refuse to repent of their sin. None of this is hate. It is the greatest of love to proclaim God's truth and the greatest of sin to remain silent. It is also important to understand that God commands us to do this, and if we had to wait to be perfect to do it, there would never be any human this side of heaven who would qualify. Hypocrisy is any Christian saying they have never sinned, Sincere Christians don't say this. What we do say is that we have all sinned and that at times even sincere Christians will stumble and sin against God. The issue is that sincere Christians have a new nature which desires not to sin. Therefore, if you are routinely and repeatedly excusing, justifying, reinterpreting, redefining any sin as okay instead of repenting and ceasing that sin, you are in rebellion and do not qualify as a true Christian despite whatever claims you may make. So, why the claims here from an ostensibly Christian organization claiming that, quote, Jesus is radically inclusive, unquote, that 
quote, Jesus welcomed all to his table, unquote. Well, simple, because whenever and wherever we are willing to commit the heresy of saying that Jesus, i.e. God, does not care about sin, or that there is no such thing as sin, we in effect create a pagan deity in the image of fallen man. We carve out a get-along, go-along, best buddy named Jesus, who is bent on loving, approving, rubber-stamping, thumbs-upping, blue-check-marking, and friending everyone regardless of what they do, what they think, or how they may behave. This way, everyone, everywhere can feel good about, excuse, justify, approve, and eventually herald their chosen behavior as a model of good and decent character to be emulated and heralded as the epitome of what their fake God intended all along as quote-unquote very good. Meanwhile, anyone who dares to disagree will be labeled as hateful, bigoted, judgmental, and unloving. In conclusion, the Jesus portrayed by He Gets Us, where He, quote, invites everyone to sit at His table, unquote, aka the, quote, dinner party, unquote, is a purposely slanted deception of who Jesus is, what he came for, what his plan of salvation is, and what a proper relationship with him looks like. It is a scheme to make those who God calls out to proclaim the gospel of repentance and the good news of salvation by God's grace look and sound like people filled with hate and judgment, while simultaneously painting those who embrace and encourage those engaging in ongoing rebellion and sin against God as heroes, pioneers, and visionaries who are rescuing and empowering marginalized quote-unquote victims. But God does not sin. God does not lie, and God does not change. Sin is always sin, and the only remedy for sin which leads to separation eternally from God is the gift of repentance, which God alone provides according to His sovereign grace. This is just one of many videos and dialogue memes presented by He Gets Us, which I will be looking at and discussing. For the time being, this concludes this episode. Please join me for the next. Now, if you have any questions about God, the Bible, or the Christian faith, I encourage you to send me an email at pastor underscore Yeshua at yahoo.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R underscore Y-E-S-H-U-A at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. Bye.